0: Good morning, everyone. Jim Laird here from Largo, Florida. As you can see, it's uh, it's rather muggy here. You could probably see the sweat on my forehead. Um, feels good though. It's actually great, especially as you get a little older, the heat really helps with uh, warming up. You know, that's the one thing I've noticed as I've gotten older, you just, you know, takes you a while to warm up the gym. You know, like the first 15, 20 minutes is, is you getting loose enough so you can actually train. So good times. A couple of housekeeping things before Dr. Stillman joins us. We are doing a thyroid. We're releasing a thyroid course at the end of the month. And so if you want to learn about that course that we're releasing at the end of the month, we're doing a a webinar towards the end of the month. It's in the link in the description below. It's a link in the comments if you want to check it out. Just set a reminder for that. um, And we will basically be doing that live to explain to you about the course and How it can help you. So if you're interested in everything thyroid, please check that out. And of course, if you want to learn more about our services, you can go to stillmanwellness.com to learn about the coaching side of things and then stillmanmd.com to learn about the medical side of things. But the cool thing is, is, you know, Dr. Stillman has really realized the value of group coaching and accountability in his practice. So we have implemented group coaching on each side of the practice because it's so, so important. So that being said, our title today, Top 5 Natural Sleep Remedies for Better Rest. This comes down to essentially there are tricks, there are little things you can do to help improve your sleep, but it, like I said, it comes down to lifestyle. And if you have a really shitty lifestyle, if you're, you know, never get outside during the day, you're baking in front of a screen and then you're watching TV at night, um, you can... All the supplements in the world, all the little tricks might help for a little while, but the root cause of you not being able to sleep is your, is your shitty light environment. And I don't think most people really understand how powerful that is. Um, We'll see this with couples that we work with, say one, one, one of the couples is not a hundred percent on board with uh, one side of the the partnership is not a hundred percent on board um, and isn't real like big on getting the screens off and and the lights off and that person goes out of town for a little while. And the other person, you know, turns all the lights off and gets everything rolling. Um, And that person might wear blue blockers, you know, to mitigate some of that, but you know, when that partner leaves and they turn all the lights off, their sleep gets even way better, you know? So um, the the light at night particularly is, is, is really, really harmful. And our entire modern world everything in our modern world is basically, I don't think, I'm, maybe it's by design, maybe it's not, I don't know, but it's set up to, so you don't sleep. I mean, you can literally, you know, stay up 24 hours a day, you go to Vegas, the town is lit up, you know, we see the effects of having lights on at night, essentially on animals, insects, mammals, you know, when they're exposed to light, you know, they start adding streetlights in neighborhoods, you know, all these different things affect these these animals. They affect us as well. Like Most people don't understand that. So they're basically looking for supplements. They're looking for tricks to try and um, basically mitigate the fact that they're baking under fake light all day. And that really doesn't work well. It's kind of like you have a really crappy you know, lifestyle. You eat like crap. You don't take care of yourself. You sit all day at a desk and then you think you're going to go like make up for it with, uh, you know, a couple of hard workouts a week and it, it just doesn't work like that. It's the, it's the total, total package. And it's hard. Like it, you really have to make conscious decisions to basically um, live this way. Like it, it really is a conscious decision. Like, you know, I get up in the morning. The first thing I do is I go outside and I get in the sun. I go for a walk in the morning, you know, as the day goes on, you know, we have minimal, we don't have any lights at all in the house. At night, if we do need lights in the background, we turn on a red light. I usually face it the opposite way, so it's not super bright. Um, the screens, we try to get off the screens at 8 o'clock. Uh, sometimes we might have to do work a little late. We're blue blockers. We, we put the screen on, uh, on dim, but we, generally speaking, have designed our lives so that... Uh, good morning, sir. We have designed our lives so that... Uh, you know, we live in an optimal light environment and that's really the most important factor for sleep. I was just getting into, uh, things we can do to, uh, to right. improve, but I was, I was hammering on the fact that if your light environment sucks, it doesn't matter how many supplements you take or the little voodoo tricks that you do, your sleep is just not going to be great.
1: No, it's true. And I think one of the big problems that people face, um, with their sleep is that it goes out the window, and then they get into patterns of dysfunctional sleep. They compensate with things like Lunesta, Ambien, other medications, herbs, supplements. And they don't pay attention to the fact that this means something is terribly wrong. Under the they start world.
0: caffeinating. They start caffeinating or modafiniling.
1: Right. That too. In order to compensate with the daytime fatigue that they're struggling from because they have really terrible sleep. Is that it's a one word? Modafinilling? <clears throat> you just made it up. I think it's a good word, modafiniling. And it's one of the reasons why people, um, uh, they don't understand that their sleep may be bad. Uh, They wake up not feeling rested, but they think they're having good quality sleep. It's a real problem for them. Well, that's
0: why the energy drink market
1: is just on fire, right? I know. Um, But it's part of why um, we like the Aura Ring. It doesn't lie to us and it gives us consistent day-to-day data on what's really going on with people, uh, which they often have very poor insight into. And it's funny, we just had a, I just had somebody who asked for basically the executive wellness, uh, executive physical process for us. And they said they don't want to go through the hoops of that process. And the goal is to get them off of a sleep aid. Mm. And I, my response was essentially, we don't have to work with anyone. Because we have enough interest and we really want to work with people who understand that this is a process and that the reason why fee for service medicine is failing is that it inculcates this mindset of the next visit, the next remedy, the next prescription, the next dose increase, the next biohack, the next, this, the next, that this is a flawed strategy and smart people recognize that it's flawed. Yeah, yeah we're, we're really we're really selling a lifestyle that's essentially what we're
0: selling and we're helping people find a way to incorporate these things in their life without turning their world completely upside down and not turning them into a um you know somebody who's so stressed out about everything that they, right. that causes them stress you know so that's mm-hmm. that's essentially what we're doing and then we're you know once we have that foundation down there's little things we can do to tweak things but you know without that foundational lifestyle like
1: you're pissing in the wind. Right. And a lot of it comes down to coaching Mm -hmm. because the reality with sleep medicine and sleep aids is that a lot of people wind up not only relying on them, but they don't, uh, they, you don't sleep. You're unconscious. That's not sleep. Well, for the sleep aids, the medicinal sleep aids, but some of them do help people get to sleep. Um, it's a process. It has to involve some behavior change. And if you think you're going to fix your sleep, with fancy tricks, you're going to get success for weeks or months or maybe even years, but you're going to fail eventually.
0: Well, and if you have a good light environment during the day and you have a good routine at night and you met and you have a good wind down routine, those magic tricks like, you know, lowering the temperature in the bedroom, you know, taking Mm -hmm. a warm shower before bed, um, you know, maybe some supplementation, some magnesium or ZMA or something like Dr. Kurt Parsley's sleep cocktail will actually work right. Um, even better so you, you'll, you enhance your sleep even more, but you know, right. if you're, if you're living a shitty light lifestyle, um, or lifestyle in general, eating crappy food, you're eating too late, you know, like
1: all that stuff is futile. It is. So on that note, uh, things I like for sleep are, uh, I'll start with basic things like valerian root, um, uh, I don't like to use Kava Kava because it has some addictive potential because it's too much like an opi, uh, a benzodiazepine, mm-hmm. uh, if someone's already on benzos and they want to get, and they want to lateral onto Kava, I might say maybe predominantly women end up on benzodiazepines and there's a reason for that as their progesterone drops out, their GABA receptors stop working And so giving them benzos helps them uh, rest, relax, and not be uh, freaking out. And progesterone, you can supplement uh, either compounded or over-the-counter. The The compounded is much more consistent. So when I'm dealing with a tough sleep case, that's what I'll use. And you can basically take someone off benzos by giving them enough progesterone. I've never done that personally, but I've heard my colleagues do it in the bioidentical hormone replacement world.
0: Would that work for men too? So
1: that's a great question. And I hoped it would, but on talking to Dr. Rosensweet, my bioidentical hormones mentor about this, he said, look, I talked to Gene Shippen about this. He's one of the, you know, the original Mavericks in the testosterone replacement space. And he said, men are not supposed to have huge doses of circulating progesterone going around. Yeah. So I, I think that's part of why men are a tiny proportion of the benzo prescriptions out there. Most of those men are probably using benzos to compensate for other broken hormonal or neurotransmitter systems, which is part of why checking a testosterone is one of the first things I'll do when I'm dealing with a man who's not where he wants to be in life, because that affects so many other things. And you have to remember that you know, when you run out of something like testosterone, or when your cortisol is wrecked, your DHEA goes next. This is very neuroprotective. It plays an incredibly important role in brain health. And so because of this, a lot of these men, when you give them testosterone, when you give them DHEA, when you give them pregnenolone, their endogenous production of these hormones will improve naturally. It's not a very significant, well, I mean, unless you're using pharmacological doses of testosterone, it's not that significant of an effect on any one hormone, but it can be part of the, the solution to helping optimize someone. And, uh, you know, James asks a great, great question. Doctor, do you recommend melatonin? If so, is three milligrams okay? And my answer this is another one of the things I'll use for sleep if progesterone hormone replacement doesn't work, and I want to back up actually because I'm really jumping the gun on the the hormone replacement and melatonin side of things. Most people I see struggling with sleep don't even know that they're not eating enough protein. And that protein is critical for the production of the hormones and neurotransmitters that, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Initiate sleep and sustain sleep. And the same thing with the vitamins and trace elements. And so that's where I'll get an organic acid test. And it was really funny. The other thing that I, objection that I heard from this gentleman who wanted me to fix his sleep was I've already had blood work in the last year. And I almost laughed because people think they've had blood work. You have not had the amount of lab testing that I would want to do for you. I cannot remember the last time someone came in, having had every lab test that I wanted. I, I don't think, I don't even know if it's happened.
0: Well, well, I think it's happened with one individual in particular. No, um, that we spoke I know to what yesterday. You're thinking
1: about and it's, he, he did not.
0: He did not have everything you wanted?
1: No. Well, that was a lot.
0: Um, I'm but, aware. but they also don't realize that
1: that. that well, blood a lot of work them get is, the
0: wrong lab tests. Right, right. Well, that blood work is only a split shot check second in time, too. I mean, it could radically change in one day. It is. Right. But, and that's Some why our that's why we hammer the fundamental habits like over and over and over again. That's really
1: the foundation that everything is built on. Right. Well, it's also why I get hair tissue mineral analysis, because the hair tissue tells you a lot about what's going on with hormonal axes. It tells you a lot about what's going on with uh, mineral balance in the diet. It tells me a lot about what's going on with stress levels, it tells me a lot about uh, what their chronic exposures have been. So if somebody comes in with a, a really high aluminum level or a really high mercury level or any of the other toxic metals, those metals have accumulated in the brain. You know, they very strongly gravitate towards the brain. And once they're there, they're just constantly creating inflammation, constantly destroying neuronal function. That's why everywhere you look in the literature neurodegenerative diseases and sleep is fundamentally a neurological process. So doesn't it make sense that as the brain becomes more uh, toxic and more stressed and more diseased, that sleep deteriorates? This is why you see sleep deterioration in Parkinson's disease. You see it in Alzheimer's disease. You see it in all these neurodegenerative disorders. So if your sleep is going, this is a wake-up call to you, your brain is going to follow your sleep. And that's part of why good sleep is so strongly correlated with a long life. Um, Because once your brain goes, you know, Alzheimer's disease, once you've had the diagnosis, you have a six to seven-year life expectancy, approximately.
0: Would you say... Uh, summing up your view on melatonin in, mm-hmm. in a nutshell, would you say that you would prefer to get people get their melatonin from the sun? Um, yeah. That's the other and- thing
1: is that melatonin production is triggered by the sunlight as is, you know, the production of serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine, epinephrine. And so not getting sunlight and trying to fix your sleep. Right. I mean, what whatever, but we- you will, you think. will use high doses of melatonin from time to time to pull people
0: out of a pattern like you did with me. Sure. But Um, before I get into
1: that, I want to go back and talk about the labs because the labs, when you have broken pathways or under fueled pathways with vitamins, minerals, they're not going to be able to generate the neurotransmitters and hormones that you require for sleep. The cells, the neurons are not going to be able to generate the energy. There's a really funny pattern you'll see with patients. They'll often say I'm wired, but I'm tired. I feel like I can't shut off and I can't stop going but I'm tired. I wish that I could, but I try and stop and I keep going. In the afternoon, they're exhausted and then they get home and they wake up. Yeah. A lot of that. Yeah. But also just, uh, you know, we see this all the time. These people who are like, I'm go, go, go. I'm, I'm on all the time. Why can't I shut off? Why can't I switch off? That's where the float tank becomes very helpful. And that's why I just, I hate to take cases like where people just say, well, can we do some labs and start some supplements and do some hormones? And bada bing, bada boom, my sleep is better or said, neurofeedback you, or neurofeedback. Your sleep is deteriorating because, because of a dysfunctional lifestyle, your lifestyle is dysfunctional either because, or due to some combination of society telling you this is normal, healthy and appropriate, or you gravitating towards situations that drive dysfunctional thinking, eating and behavior that then destroy your sleep. Right. And so, you know, we see that over and over again with our high performers or high achievers, people who are capable of walking into a boardroom and walking out with a million dollar deal, you know inked and you know, in, in you know and and then they you know can't control themselves when they, they drive by the Wendy's. yeah you know well and a lot of that comes that, back uh, that frosty
0: yeah a lot of that comes back to them being in stuck in a certain pattern just like movement right. you get As stuck in a certain about, yeah. strategy or blood pressure or whatever and sometimes like for us you know using neurofeedback or emdr therapy to help mm-hmm. break out of that pattern a lot of people don't even think about that I mean, if your brain is stuck in a loop, it's going to be very difficult. One, if you get all the fundamentals down, it's going to be easier for you to be aware of that. It's going to be easier for you to get out of the loop. But sometimes you need a little help to get yourself out of that loop. You know? Yes. I mean, And many times just spending a lot of time in nature will help you
1: with that. But sometimes you need a little push, right? Oh, yeah. People need, um, I wouldn't just say a little push. I mean, they... Some of them need a fundamental rewiring of how they're living their lives, yeah. you know, and they often don't, they almost always don't want to hear that. Yeah. It we didn't have been, these sleep issues in the forties, fifties, sixties, cause not the way we do now, yeah, but a yeah. lot of that, I mean, there's so many things that have changed, right? Pesticides, herbicides, toxic chemicals. You look how all these affect the brain. They poison neurotransmitter systems. They poison hormone systems. They ruin energy generation and neurons. Um, they directly destroy organ system function, which then drives more of these patterns of, you know, dysfunction, look at the liver, look at the kidneys. When the liver and the kidneys have had a, a gradual accumulation of toxins, there's a decrement in their function. You may not see it on your lab work. It may not be profound enough to put you into renal failure or liver failure, but you're not eliminating toxins as well as you were. That means that the ones you're accumulating are tending to reside in your brain, and this is going to wreck your sleep. So, I mean, you know, you look at the cases of, of uh, heavy metal toxicity in, uh, in general. One of the hallmarks is that people have poor sleep and they, uh, they go a little bit crazy. Um, that's why, uh, the.